Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome. <laughs> Strange. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, your Jam Night Champion, and I'm I'm and I'm and I'm, and I'm joined. My words. This is going to be a real struggle. This podcast today, Tempest. I'm joined as always by my intangible co-host, the wise. Wait, I was going to say the wise man, but that's his actual thing. Are you just the wise man, Tempest? Yeah, I've forgotten your own title. I'm sorry. This is what happens when you take a week off, Pete. I'm sorry. You disappear and you forget everything. <laughs> forget how to talk. Yeah. Forget how to think. Yeah. I, I was gonna a... I was gonna mock you and just be like, hello. But you took so long introducing me that the moment <laughs> was lost. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hi Tempest. How you doing, bud? You good? Well, you know. Uh, I'm actually doing uh, quite well because last night was the first night that I didn't have to edit my own N- NXT review. Oh, <laughs> We're getting choked up about it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It, it dude, really, yeah. really beautiful. I, I saw this morning. I was speaking to the editor that is editing your your review and also the the first part of the news that I do with your review on the end yeah. of it. We're doing two news videos on a Wednesday now. So I was speaking to the uh, to the video editor about that, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I've got uh, Tempest rushes. I'm going to be editing that." I was like, "Oh." Tempest didn't have to edit his review. He's going to be so much happier later. It's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 It's quite nice. Uh, I've determined now, having mm-hmm. not had to for a bit, I've determined I don't like working at night. I like having <laughs> all of my work done. And like, I could just, I don't have to worry about anything else for the rest of the day. I like mm-hmm. the I'm done work feeling. Yes. And yeah, that's fair. On a few occasions in a row now, because of like the 7 p.m. rampage, that was just the mm-hmm. most wonderful, delicious, mwah, bite-sized, hour-long show mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. With that and now not having to edit NXT reviews, my days that usually took me until like 2 a.m. or so are taking me until like 11 p.m. Mm. That's a big difference. That's still pretty late. You know, I mean, yeah, but that's like you can't do anything about that without like Mm. actually changing the times of the show. Yeah, totally. You know, like there's nothing that can be done there. Like I'm watching a a show that's going from eight to ten. Like I'm going to be up until eleven. Like that's that. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is like when my work starts at eleven and doesn't Mm. stop until two a.m. or so. You know what I mean? And still, in the grand scheme of things, this is not this is not a hard job. This is not a hard no, job. No. Every job I was in stresses, but this is not a hard job. 
So I'm not going to complain that much about it, but I much prefer just being able to be like, ah, I could just, I could just get into bed. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could grab my switch if I want to and just mm-hmm. maybe, maybe grab a drink or something or, or whatever. I could put on a movie and just, just vibe and not have to be just like click, 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 click until 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if, if the 2 a.m was not followed immediately by wake up for the morning meeting, which is the earliest I have to wake up any given week. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd have as big of a problem about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But combining those two has not been fun. So removing the the editing of the NXT review has been uh has been a wonderful experiment for week one. And long may it continue. Uh Amen. but that's not the only changes coming to the NXT podcast, which we're gonna talk about after the first talking point in the main show, I set up for a tease that's way later in the show. But here's the main show anyway. Let's talk about NXT featuring announcement later. Let's talk about it. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, there was an injury. Oh, my God. Just clap. I'm, I'm, wait, I need to set up the actual main show because there was an injury on last night's NXT. No, it's too late. Clapping. Okay. No, you just clapped. All right. That's going to yeah, be so weird. For, for podcast listeners, it's going to be so weird because the they won't hear the clap. The clap is the sync point for the editor to edit that out. But now you've just clapped all over a Tempest. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Here's the show! I will continue to clap. <laughs> Well, it seems that there was an injury on last night's NXT, unfortunately. That rhymed. I'm amazing. Welcome to the NXT podcast review. I am Chopper Piquinell, your Jam That Champion. I'm joined, as always, by the wise man, Tempest, uh, on these LIW podcasts. Um, Get in your ultra chats if you have thoughts about this show. WrestleTalk.com forward slash supports. We're going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, but yeah, on last night's episode of NXT, it seems there was an injury because I don't know if you saw Tempest on, on the old Twitter machine. You saw uh, Duke Hudson getting called out by mm-hmm. uh, Lance Storm, etc., for having a dangerous move last week, doing the razor's edge, and he's saying that's going to get concussions and stuff. Yep. But that wasn't the thing that got people injured this week. No, no. Because in the match between Amari Miller and Lash Legend, which I'm reliably informed they were tagging last week, how will they coexist? Uh, they had a blow-off match this week, and I'm assuming in the final spot, because Amari Miller looked like she was fine before that, you know, a bit mm-hmm. groggy and that stuff, but she was definitely on her feet and okay. And then uh, Lash Legend hit her finish, and it seemed like Amari Miller was not okay afterwards, because according to a fan video that was taken at the show, she was stretched out, um, which is unfortunate for her. You know, speedy recovery to Amari Miller if this is, you know, serious, or even if it's not, I suppose. Get better soon, Amari Miller. Uh, It's just a bit unfortunate, this one. I don't really know what happened, but according to that fan video, she was stretched out. She seemed okay before the final spot, so I'm assuming it's probably that that's done it, if this is legit. Maybe this is a work to try and sell Lash Legend's 
finish. I don't know. Like, you know, they, they, they've done it in the past. They stretched it out Kyle O'Reilly after he took that brain buster on the steps kind of thing, after he did that amazing sell that had a lot of people worried. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what to make of this, but hopefully Amari Miller's not injured because I think she's pretty cool. Fingers crossed. <clears throat> there's there's a lot to, to take away from something like this. Also, funnily enough, it wasn't even the spot that got Lance Storm tweeting again that something was dangerous. Nice. He also did last night, but regarding um, Valentina Faraz's, uh, she got launched onto Raquel yeah. Gonzalez, and it was it was a big old launch. She sure she was. got some, she got a hell of a lot of air. Uh, mm. And if Raquel Gonzalez wasn't good at catching, she might have like died. But regardless, yeah. it's neither here nor there. Yeah, this this was weird because this is Lost Lash Legend's first singles match. This is her singles debut on NXT. And anybody that had heard about her match on 205 Live knows that she's not exactly polished. That's safe to say. And that's not to say that, like, it's any one particular person's fault that an injury takes place. That being said, that being said, wait, like, because you kind of know that someone's green when you're training them and you send them to the ring. And especially when they've already had a match on what whatever 205 Live is. I can't say that a match on TV, but you know what I mean. A match for the purposes of viewing eyes. I don't know that I wouldn't put her in the ring with someone a lot more experienced. Like, the most experienced person on the roster, hopefully. And I understand that you're trying to then book her into a feud with Nikita Lyons. So, like, she's doing things. You can't just have her do, like, a squash match against Io Shirai or something like that. But, again, that's kind of where, like, a more balanced roster just comes into play, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, if you're doing the same thing, and, again, not comparing everything to AEW, but I will. If you do the same sort of thing in AEW and you have people who are, like, really inexperienced, maybe like a Jade Cargill or a Hook or people that have not had that many matches. And Anthony Agogo, perhaps. You're not going to see them being put in the ring with people who are also green, with the exception of whatever the last Hook match was. I guess that's a bad example. But the point more so being is you're putting all of these green people in a position to shine. You're not making them do too much. You're not going to make them, you know, extend their limits you know, just have them go out there and do a very simple match. John Jay in the, in the comments, put her against Dakota Kai. The perfect example. Experienced worker, could probably take a loss right now. You put them in the ring with Dakota Kai, and you're, you're going to be fine. But like in AEW, that's why you've got people like Matt Seidel and, and people that can take losses and not be hurt by it. They don't have anyone like that in NXT right now that can take a loss and not, like, feel it. And if they do, they're like busy with other things, like Dakota Kai's busy with with Wendy Chu and and such. So I think it's it's just kind of like a mixture of a of a particularly weak roster and also a difference in philosophy of how to portray new talent on television. On television. Yeah. And I'd also say as well that I think if we're going off the comparison to AEW, which we just love doing, um, mm. I I think that you know, if you saw someone as green as lash legend is generally speaking they're not gonna be on tv that much i think the one exception is probably jade cargill right but even she i don't it's... think is <laughs> as green as it like she was in training yeah. beforehand, you know jade has never been as green as lash legend 
No. Like as far as like her appearances on TV, she's never she's never been remotely close to to what Lash Legends experience level uh mm-hmm. is in the ring. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so yeah. th- there are differences there for sure, you know, but like like I mean, I don't know. It's a developmental show and I get that that's kind of the point that they keep pushing to to people. But at the same time, like even developmental shows wait until the person's ready to be on TV. Like, I think that's the big thing. Like, just saying that, oh, it's developmental is, like, you can't just use that as the the wipe the slate clean defense of, of any bad match that's on the show. Because, no, the goal is still to put on, like, a good show. You want the matches to be good, and you don't want to put people on television that aren't, you know, that are, are too green for it. Now, granted, at some point, you need to have your first TV match, you know, and whether you're a hundred percent ready for that like in terms of like nerves and showmanship and everything maybe not maybe those are things you can kind of you know work on as you go but in terms of like yeah your technique and everything you should probably be kind of most of the way there in terms of just being like competent and not green you know i don't look at hook and and think that he's green now hook is also a prodigy but you know what I mean? Like, you take the people to television when they're ready to be on television. You can put them on 205 Live and just have her do matches there and get better with people until then. And that's kind of what those shows are for, the ones that people aren't watching. You know, you don't see matches that go on dark and then put those those exact same matches on Dynamite. That's not what the shows are for. Put shows on NXT Level Up or whatever and just put the matches there until people are ready to be on TV. Yeah, for sure. And I think as well that, you know, people that are put on TV, even if they are green and you want to still include Mm -hmm. them on NXT, you shouldn't book them to do spots or match parts that they're not comfortable with, you know? And if, even if it is Lash Legends finisher or whatever, if she's not got that perfected yet, then she shouldn't be doing it on TV, right? Mm-hmm. If that, I, th- this is still assumption on my part. This is still speculation because I don't know if that's the spot that did hurt Amari Miller if she is actually injured. Um, but yeah, it, it, it feels like if that is the spot, then that should have been something that was more practiced, that she should be more experienced doing before it's been brought to TV. That's something that you do in, in the confines of, you know, a, a safer environment yeah. when you have you know the, the crash pads and things like that and you you refine that move until you can do it properly and then you bring it to tv kind of thing if you still want to have her on tv then don't have her do spots that she's not comfortable doing you know um, yeah like just keep these matches as simple as possible yeah. everyone loves hook and you look at hook's matches they are bare bones simple because you don't need to complicate things with new wrestlers it, you just you just don't need to do it you know have these matches be Headlock, drop down, te- you know, tackle, the whole mm-hmm. deal. Headlock, tackle, drop down, hip toss, arm drag, body slam. You know, the typical wrestling formula. You just mm-hmm. do stuff like that for your first few matches. You don't need to be doing, like, intricate spots. It's like, think of every indie wrestler ever that's wrestling their first their first match at, like, a gym in front of 20 people. Most of them, if they're being trained well, most of them, We'll just do like a really basic match, mm-hmm. you know, a match built around a punch, a match built around a handshake, 
things that a veteran will be like, hey, we're going to do it really easy. We're going to milk the crowd. We're going to do this, that, the mm-hmm. other thing. And we're just going to build it up real slow. You're not going to hit any offense except for like a punch. And then you're going to hit a kick and then you're going to win. That's it. And you just learn how to sell and you learn different things. Maybe they're doing that in training, but those are the type of things that should be done during people's first matches. And honestly, do that on your like level up show. And I don't think we have nearly as many problems as we have with with matches like this on TV. Yep, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, I mean, that's kind of like the Young lion stuff, right? When you kind of just strip away all the character yeah. stuff is like wrestle. You just do the <laughs> basics of wrestling, get those fundamentals, and then we'll give you a character later. Like, don't worry about anything else, yeah. you know? It's that yeah. kind of like, yeah, that kind of philosophy. Yeah, I mean, if, if everyone in NXT could also be trained by Shibata and the people well, at Rocky yeah. Romero and Jushin Thunder Liger, I think we'd be in a better <laughs> place in general. But yes, in theory, the, the theory is the same. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, I don't really have much else to say about this. Just don't, if it was her, I'm not blaming her for the spot, but if she is in the in that spot then don't book her in that match that's what i'd say hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Let's get into some of your ultra chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your ultra chats. We'll get into the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, we have one here from uh, Tails Pete that said, Even WWE doesn't like Champa's new theme. I haven't heard Champa's new theme yet because I don't want to, but it's probably bad. It's generic theme number 13. Hell yeah, dude. Don't hurt me. I, w- I had to watch Raw, and they surprised me with a Tommaso Ciampa-themed 
change. Mm-hmm. I'm sickening. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's stupid music. I'm trying to be more positive these days just because, yeah. you know, whatever. But, like, stop! Yeah. Stop it! I need like a squirt bottle and just like spray mm-hmm. Vince McMahon with it anytime he wants to change someone's name or someone's mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Uh, AO1012 said Amari Miller's Twitter indicates she's okay. That is good to hear. Very good news. Very good. Glad she's all right. Uh, well, I've got one here from Zoe Sung that always does the Pokedex, but I feel like it's been cut off because it just says Hangman Page, the cowboy Pokemon. And that's <laughs> it. So. I'm guessing that got cut off, but hey ho. Some Pokedex I... entries are short. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe that's all you need. Thanks, yeah. thanks Zoe, for that. So... No, see what happens is Zoe is playing Pokemon Legends, and mm-hmm. she hasn't caught enough Hangman pages to fill out the Pokedex entry yet. So once once she does that, then we'll have like the full entry, and we can actually read mm-hmm. what it says. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the Pokedex research level is like seven. You know, you're going to mm, need a few more. Yeah. You know, need to catch a couple, defeat a couple more. Yeah. Sorry, Zoe. I got cut off. Some of those are hard, you know? Yeah, man. Like, and it's not it's not the big ones that I have trouble filling out. It's like mm-hmm. Growlithe and Bonsley. I was trying to fill out Bonsley's uh, entry the other day. And because sometimes if the Pokemon is a little bit rare and it's like a mm-hmm. small Pokemon, it's not like a, it's not a legendary Pokemon. Something mm-hmm. crazy like that. You just catch one and you're like, okay, now I'll just fill it out. And the only thing that you can do to fill out more spots is like use mimic. And I was like, yeah. no, <laughs> I'd rather to. not. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather catch more Bonsley, but I can't find yeah. them because they're yeah. rare. But yeah. yeah, it's stuff like that. They're just like really hard to, to fill out. Like the only thing you do with Growlithe is like use Firefang or just find more mm-hmm. Growlithe, and I can't find any more. Yeah. Anyway, I uh I saw what was it? Pokemon. I, I saw I saw an article. What was it? Of someone being like, "Oh man, casual players, you know, you, uh, on the Magikarp one, you have to use Splash a bunch of times if you want to fill it out, and that would take you have to you have to go in loads of battles with different Magikarps so they can use Splash, and that would take so long. And it's like, why don't you just use Splash on your own Magikarp? Mm-hmm. Why don't you go into a battle with another magic cop and use your own magic cop? Ooh, there's a there's an idea. Yeah, and then you and then it's just done. It's just really simple. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just just funny to me that when people yeah. are like they exclaim something to be the truth, you know, and they're just like, mm-hmm. Well, this is obviously the thing, right? And then obviously. they're just like Yeah, you didn't you didn't think about this, did you? Um anyway. Um well, before we get on to the rest of the show. We've got a little announcement here. All right. Uh, little announcement for everybody. So this we're going to be completely open and, and transparent about this. Uh, the NXT podcast, as it is, me and Tempest doing the NXT on a Wednesday. We've been doing this thing for just shy of a year. Because it was when NXT went to Tuesdays, which is just after WrestleMania last year. So April last year. And... We started it because it was like, okay, NXT is now on its own day. It's not going to be competing with uh, AEW, which means we don't have to do a competing podcast with AEW because doing the two podcasts in the in the same day is a bad time uh, for, for us in terms of like the channel and stuff like that. But NXT is on its own. Yay, we can do that now. Uh, then NXT 2.0 happened. <laughs> and me and Tempest went, ah, no. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
we're not canning the NXT podcast. I can see some people saying that the NXT podcast is going to be canned. That is not happening. However, it is not going to be me and Tempest doing the NXT podcast from now on. Um, we are going to be handing the reins off to the lovely, amazing duo of SP3 and Satniangi, who are amazing. And we love both of them. And we think that they deserve a bit more of a uh, a spotlight than they're currently getting. And we're getting a push. Yeah, they're getting, they're getting a push. Uh, so don't worry, me and Tempest are still going to be doing the Saturday podcast of the SmackDown and Rampage stuff. So that's still happening. So you can still do your, still have the LAW content that you like. Uh, we still have that on the uh, on the Saturdays. Uh, but SB3 and Sat are going to be taking over the NXT podcast. So today is the last LAW NXT podcast. Um, next week we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of a transition period. It's gonna get weird in the next few weeks because also not only are the hosts going to change, but also the time is going to change. Because SB3 is in America and because Sat has work during the day on Wednesdays, he's in the UK, but daytime he has work stuff. So it's actually going to transition to the evening time on Wednesdays uh, with SB3 and Sat. So we're going to have a bit of a transition period for a few weeks here where we're going to change up the host. We're going to change up the times, but we'll keep you guys updated about all of that stuff. So next week, I believe it is going to be Tempest and SP3 doing the show at the same time. This is going to be at the same UK time at 3 p.m. And then I believe, don't quote me on this, and I know Mod Mother's going to be in the chat correcting me, probably. I think the week after, it's going to go to 7 p.m. UK time. Uh, and that will be the new time that NXT will be at. It also gets weird because in North America, the clocks change, which means that the time difference is different from UK to next one. So it might be at 6 p.m. to make the time difference right, to make it right for the North American clocks. Well, you know worse. what? You know what? Just stay tuned and we'll have some NXT shows for you, all right? Um, but yes, so it is going to be uh, SB3, who's in the chat right now. Thank you, SB3, for, for stepping up. Sat and SB3 will be taking over the reins of the... Uh, yeah, of the NXT podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, by the way, for the nearly year that Tempest and I have done these shows. We would have loved NXT to be good, but it isn't. Uh, so, so all those people who said, just stop watching the show. Hey, we took your advice. Um, yeah, congrats, pricks. You get what you wanted. <laughs> uh, but Tempest will still be doing his edited NXT reviews that go in the WrestleTalk News episodes. Uh, and it's going to be SB3 and Sat doing the podcast on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. time, eventually after this transition period. Uh, because at this point, it feels like Tempest and I's time is better spent elsewhere in the company right now. There's a lot of other projects and things that we're working on, other responsibilities that we have. So the time that we spend watching the show, setting up the streams, actually being on the podcast, aftercare, editing podcasts, all that stuff. We've kind of like delegated a lot of that stuff out now. And now we're taking back the reins even more as we're going to be handing over the reins to SP3 and Sat. So look forward to that because they're great and we love them a lot. Uh, imagine doing this podcast in like 2018. We would have had the best time. Dude, yeah. Uh, Pick the worst possible time I know. To, to make an NXT podcast run, you know. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I had we've had a fun time over the last year for sure. Yeah. I certainly would have preferred watching NXT at its height compared to NXT 2.0, but what can you do? That's mm. just that's just life. Could have we could have been somehow reviewing NXT Redemption. <laughs> you want to go all the way back? 
it could have it could could have gone real bad if if this yeah. if everything existed like back then. You know what I mean? But yes, <sighs> it's bittersweet. <clears throat> this was our show. This is our this little was our, our little our little baby, and mm. uh, we're here to to hand it off. Our baby's going to college, and uh, and it'll it will be in good hands. And yeah. That is very important. And I look forward to watching the NXT podcast with our wonderful new co-hosts of SP3 and Sat. Wonderful, wonderful, good eggs. I guess we got to get through the rest of this show. But we sure do. I, I'd also just like to point out, uh, Timothy, that you could still cover NXT level up. I literally couldn't think of anything worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's watch NXT UK while we're at it. Although NXT UK has some tangibles on it. Time to time, I mean, it's a pretty big draw right there. Yeah, and, uh, right there. yeah, yeah, go on there. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, don't worry, we'll still have me and Tempest on Saturdays for our SmackDown and Rampage stuff. It's just, just the NXT podcast is going to be changing, but stay tuned for changes. We're going to be posting on like the community tabs and stuff like that for any schedule changes. Keep on today because it's going to be weird the next few weeks because of time changes and also time changes in the world with daylight saving times and all that. Farmers, I know, right. Bloody farm is Let's get into talking about this episode of NXT, which we're probably going to get through quite quickly because I don't have a lot to say. Uh, which started off uh, with uh, Champa. Master Champa and Ron Breaker versus the Dirty Dogs. Uh, Champa was in a singlet. I don't know how to feel about that. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't like it. I don't I'll like be, it. I'll be perfectly honest. I saw him yeah. come out with the Braun Breaker singlet, and I was like, I feel like you're leaning a little too hard into this. Mm-hmm. You know. Ah. Do Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode even wear matching gear at the time? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well. Um, and of course, because what we got announced in the show was a triple threat for the NXT championship of Breaker versus Champa versus Ziggler. Naturally, when there's a Robert Roode right there, Champa pins Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. Makes perfect sense. I don't understand this show. No, I don't either. I don't. Like, I really don't, you know, and it doesn't matter that much. It doesn't matter that much. But for this to happen, and then for Dolph Ziggler to immediately go backstage and just be like, well, I'm the number one contender for the NXT title. Says who, Dolph? You've won one match in, like, the last 16 years. You had one match. You've had one singles match in NXT, and you won. And now you've lost. You just got pinned. Stop pinning people! Ah! This is why I'm not watching this show anymore. Which is not true, because I do have to watch this show. I still have to edit this review. No, I don't. But I still have to do this review, Pete. The edited yeah. review. This is yeah. really just Pete's abandoning me, everyone. Pete didn't want to watch the show anymore. Hey, I still have to watch the show. We both agreed. And also, there's the other bit that we didn't mention earlier of, like, this is obviously the least viewed show that we do every single week. And our time is better spent elsewhere in the company, where we could be doing other things that make us more money, essentially. There's also that. That's also a factor, all right? Um, but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm not abandoning you. We've still got Saturday's Tempest. We're holding on to that, all right? 
every day that I'm watching NXT 2.0, I'll just be thinking about Pete. I'll just be putting. Oh, I'll be thinking wall. of you too. Thanks, mate. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet of you. Yes, um, but Pete, what happens if Dolph Ziggler wins the title? <laughs> I used to call him that when I was a small kid. I, I, no, I was about to say I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be against it. I'm against it. I don't want to see Dolph Ziggler as NXT champion. No, I don't either. Uh, I <laughs> till um, this match was fun though. I I enjoyed watching this match. It was a, it was it was a bit of fun. Yeah, this is a fun tag match. I don't agree good. with the finish. No, I don't agree with the finish either. Champa beat Ziggler pretty clean. Fun little match, but. LA Knight cut a promo, uh, which essentially just said, like, look how long we've been feuding, and just went back through to be like, look, guys, we do long-term storytelling, see? Um, and just went through all the things with Grayson Waller that he's had, and then recapped the restraining order, which is still not how restraining orders work, but that's fine. Um, and he said that next week is going to be... Okay, so correct me on this one, because I didn't watch NXT last week. Tempest. I've, I've not gone yeah. back and saw what happened on NXT last week. Yeah. So last week, Grayson Waller beat LA Knight is what I'm picking up from this promo. But LA Knight is like, well, I stood tall, so yeah, screw it, right? So what happened, what happened last week, because there was a little bit of fun to this. Okay. In the, in the sense that LA Knight and Grayson Waller had like I think it was the opening match on the show. Like there was a promo sure. segment, whatever. And then this was the first match. So already this doesn't feel like the blow off. And I was like, well, this mm-hmm. isn't going to have a clean finish. Sure enough. LA Knight goes for his, his headlock driver finish. And the spot was he was going to do that close to the ropes. And Grayson Waller was going to have his arm over the top rope. And mm-hmm. Sanga was going to grab his wrist and like keep him from being pulled down for this finish. Sure. Sure. Right. Somehow that fairly smooth sounding spot did not go smoothly. Okay. And I think it's because grabbing an arm may indeed be too complicated for Sang. Because <laughs> this was just like not timed well. It did, didn't come out looking right. It wasn't a great match but then afterwards la knight beat down grayson waller was like i'm gonna be the last man standing yeah and now this week that's basically exactly what he said again but now they've scheduled a match cool anyway there's worse uh, ways to get it than with a a very funny typo i will will say typos bring joy to to everyone do not feel bad, sir. Except Andy Datsun. He hates typos. Yeah, well, um, typos hate <laughs> Andy Datsun. <laughs> uh, we then got a promo from Walter, which was nice. And then we got Indy Hartwell and Purge Prater in the locker room. Sure. And then we got a women's Dusty Classic video promo. Sure. And then we got Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai versus Indy Hartwell and Persia Prater. And my first note for this is who or what is Dakota Kai? Because I still don't get it. I don't know. Uh, Kai and Chu won this match. They can coexist. They can. Is Dakota Kai a face now? 
Uh, maybe. I don't know. That was kind of my takeaway from this. You know, uh, she'll be a babyface as long as she's trying to team with Wendy Chu. Sure. They're a babyface team. But mm -hmm. once this immediately falls apart after the tournament, then mm -hmm. she'll be a heel again. Sure. Um, this was all right. There wasn't much to this, I'll be honest. No, it's like, like, <laughs> it, 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 it depends on if you like Wendy Chu's comedy, because there's like a lot of spots of her like twirling her pigtails around and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, it's the same. It activates the same part of my brain as like the Orange Cassidy slow motion kicks. Sure. Right. But it's missing the other part of the Orange Cassidy thing that like mm. helps pay that off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, get I thought it. the finishing sequence was like cool. I like yeah. that there wasn't immediate tension between Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. There was no like blind tag. Oh, why'd you tag? Oh, I was going to get the pin. Doesn't matter. We still won. Mm -hmm. We won the match, but I wouldn't get the pin. Hate yeah. that. So, uh, that's a nitpick. That's a pet peeve that needs to stop. But regardless, like, we just got like, oh, this Wendy Chu hit like a, a standing Vader bomb type thing off the top rope. Dakota mm -hmm. Kai hit the double foot stomp. One, two, three. Easy. We get out of it. That's all I want from this because their little interactions are cute. They're fun. I need more of those. It's fun. I expect them to win at least one match. I don't know if they'll make it to the finals against Raquel and, and Cora J. That would be an interesting final match. Sure. But Considering it's Dakota Kai going up against potentially Raquel Gonzalez on the other side, like I could see it happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. We then got a video promo for Imperium versus the Creed Brothers, which I thought was quite good. Uh, they yes. really leaned into that perception versus reality thing uh, for this video promo, but I think it worked. It was nice. It made the tag title match feel like more of a big deal, made me mm. more excited for it. So that's thumbs up already. I'm looking forward to the match. Should be good fun. Yeah. I in this, uh, I guess we can talk about this now. I was very much like surprised that we are all of a sudden getting another special next week. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we had people come out last week and talk about because again, you weren't watching that, but like Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler talked about stand and deliver and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's like, oh, WrestleMania weekend, that's gonna be the next big show, and it's gonna be exciting and mm -hmm. all that. Not realizing that we're going to have all the title matches next week on the show yep. at Roadblock. They, yes. they they looked at their, their catalog of, of former pay-per-views that got used like once or twice. And, and they were like, I haven't used Roadblock in a while. It's not Roadblock. NXT Roadblock. And now we're just getting all the matches I thought we were going to get at Stand and Deliver. Like, I thought this tag match was for sure going to happen at Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm quite curious as to what they're going to do for Stand Deliver because obviously that's going to be like a proper stadium show uh, for WrestleMania weekend in yeah. Dallas. So like it's not in front of the 2.0 crowd. I'm really curious as to what card they're going to put on there um, and what kind of talent they're going to stack on the card because you'd think that they wouldn't really want to have a lot of their greener, like more developmental talent featured right. in the high stuff on, on, on a card like that. So I'm curious. I think the main event is going to be Braun Breaker versus Walter. I think that's the Hot main event. Damn. Like, after watching this, I was like, I don't know if we're going to get the Dolph Ziggler singles match at that show anymore. 
or if they're going to do like maybe Champa versus Ziggler or something at that show yeah. now. But with Champa versus again. Yeah, also could be. I don't know because yeah. I thought we were going to get Sola Sokoa versus Walter at that show. But mm. no, we got that on this show. So mm-hmm. now with people like everyone seemingly getting freed up all at the same time to to swap around and move the, mm-hmm. the championship scenes. So I think Braun Breaker might face Walter. He might not. He might face one of the multiple people who's feuding with him now. But that seems like the biggest match that might pack a building for WrestleMania weekend. It could be Tony D'Angelo. Could be. And I do mean that legitimately because Tony cut a promo on this show being like, hey, I'm going to come for the big fish. It's like, is that Walter? Is that Braun Breaker? We don't know. So could be someone. Tony D'Angelo versus Walter. Make it happen. Um, we then got uh, Lash Legend versus Amari Miller that we spoke about um, before. Also Lash Legend, because I wasn't on last week's show. Lash Legend made her, made her debut last week and lost. In a tag team with Amari Miller. Cool. Uh, the debut, I then tag team, breakup, and then and then first match, all in the span of like eight days. Incredible stuff. Whirlwind. Uh, so I then wrote in my notes that Lash wins. And then I realized what I wrote down and then wrote, my God, her name is Lash Legend. I can't get mm. over that. It's a real bad name. Yeah. It's a dumb name. It really is. Yeah. Like, and I feel like you can say that about just about all the names in NXT. There's a few good ones. They're, they're, every once in a while, they pull out a gem, like a Carmelo yeah. Hayes. Yeah. You know, it's like I, Carmelo Hayes is a cool name. I like Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, it's good. But it's like, it's like one out of twenty WWE names are mm-hmm. good. You know. Oh, there's there's one coming up later on this show that I saw and I was like, that's not real. <laughs> which I think was on last week's show, which we'll talk about later. But uh, after that, we had a solo Sokoa promo, and then we had Briggs and Jensen being morons. Uh, he's with... a virgin! Yeah. In canon, he's a virgin. That's his character Just, now. Which is, like, which, the like, thing is... Yes, it's okay to be virgins. Yes. That is okay. Like, it's a natural point of life, and you're going to learn in, in relationships and all that. I don't want to make fun of people for being virgins. Yes. As ridiculous a conversation as this sounds like. Yes. I don't quite see the point of trying to push one of your major global superstars and his character, his gimmick, Mm -hmm. is he's a virgin. Yeah. He needs to, like, win worst character in the Observer Awards next year. Because my my boy, Brooks Jensen, got shafted with this gimmick. Mm-hmm. Shot Absolutely it. shafted. They had a thing with Electra Lopez. They were talking about cars, and then Electra Lopez, they thought they were talking about women. And then she was like, you wouldn't know what to do with a real woman. And then Brooke Jensen is like, yeah, because I've never been with a real woman. Ha <laughs> ha! Get wrecked. Yeah. But then, Tempest, it's okay. I really don't want to talk about that segment anymore. I'll be honest with you. It's yeah. stupid. I hate it. When they got really Walter versus Solo Tokoa. Yeah. Nice. Good match. Yeah. I thought I like was going to lose. I was going to be like, they would too. They would mm-hmm. do it. They would. <laughs> like, goodness yeah. me. Um, yeah. I thought this was really good stuff though. And I like that Walter won 
decisively at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, Solo got in a lot of offense, looked good against Walter. He looked very strong against him. It was great. Got, like, some good powers buzzing, did, like, a big Samoan drop to him, stuff like that. That was really good. But in the end, Walter tried to choke him out. He got out of it. Chopped him in the back of the neck. Amazing. Picked him up, did another sleeper into two power bombs, and then pinned him. It was like, he had to do a lot to put him away, but he put him away pretty decisively. Like, that was yeah. pretty much spot on. Yeah, this was pretty much what you want out of a match like this. And I will say, it it happens when I watch matches like this that I realize how much I truly appreciate clean finishes. Mm-hmm. You know? Because think of how easily they could have just had Imperium run in for a DQ, and then they build to this match like three weeks later, and they do the exact same match, but it doesn't mean as much because we've seen it already. That's just like the WWE way of doing things. But we didn't get that in this match. And honestly, it just felt like Walter is this Goliath. Mm-hmm. And Solo Sokoa is an up-and-coming, very talented star. It's not like he's a job guy or anything. He's a star, but he's going up against someone who outranks him. And he loses. And you know yeah. what? It's okay to lose a match like that. You don't need to protect him or do anything like that. It's okay to lose matches against people that are better than you. Yeah. Exactly. And especially when it's someone like Walter, where you can very clearly make, you know, it's very clear that he is better and positioned above Solo Sokoa. So it's not like a shock that, you know, he beats the guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. I want more stuff like this because this is like pretty simple pro wrestling and simple pro wrestling is my favorite pro wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, After that, we had a promo from Dolph Ziggler. Who's interrupted by Tommaso Champa? Who's interrupted by Bron Breaker? They all get into it and just be like, "I'm not more contender. I'm not more contender. I could beat you. I could beat you." And then they have a triple threat next week. Cool. Next our matches one. are made. Yep. <laughs> Three dudes bickering backstage. Uh, Persia Pariah then hugged Duke Hudson, which annoyed Indy Hartwell. Why is he in the women's locker room? <laughs> he can't be in there. Get out of there. Yeah. I was just like, I was watching. I was like. Well, this is a, a locker room, and these are women. I don't think I don't think Duke Hudson could just walk into the women's locker room. I could be maybe, wrong. Maybe Seen that happened before in WWE. Life. Maybe entirely bad. Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna hold my tongue now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of thoughts running through my head. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep to myself. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, we then had Harland versus Draco Anthony. Harland won, and then he hugged him afterwards. All right. I don't care. No, I could not. Yeah. See, I don't want to psychoanalyze every WWE segment because it does get exhausting. But they really like making these characters that they can write goofy scripts around where the, mm-hmm. the words don't mean anything. You know? Yes. Joe Gacy is Bray Wyatt. Sure. Where they just, they both, they say things, they spew words, but mm-hmm. none of what they say matters in the grand scheme of a story. You yeah. Know, like none of what they're saying actually, like it means anything regarding what, where they've been and it doesn't affect where they're going. So they just like having these really wordy characters that talk in funny ways. Cause then they can write different scripts. <laughs> Figure out what Joe Gacy, like, is doing. Like, what yeah. is the point of him and Harlan? Like, what are we building towards? We're not building to anything. We're just on a treadmill. Yep. 
I don't, I don't care if I'm just watching someone on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we then had... I like okay. Draco Anthony, though. Draco Anthony's Draco cool. great. He's cool, yeah. He's the one that's not getting pushed. So, you might need to explain something to me here, Tempest. Mm-hmm. Because Ivy Nile had a promo with a lady who I didn't know. And I saw later that uh, they were a tag team in the Dusty Classic and they lost, right? Indeed, yeah. I then saw her name. Yep. And I saw her name was Tatum Paxley. Mm-hmm. Why can't anyone have normal names in NXT? I think this might be the most generate a wrestler name ever. Right? right? That I've seen on TV. Tate, is, it Tate, is it Tatum Paxley or Tatum, Tatum Mac- Paxley? I'm looking this up. Hang on. I might Hang have. On. I did look briefly on the on the. Bracket, I think it's. But... I think it's Tatum Maxley, which isn't That's... better, but I I just need to know this uh, for. It is Tatum Paxley. How about oh. that? Oh. Tatum Paxley. <laughs> like. <laughs> Listen, if, if anyone out there is named Tatum Paxley, yeah, I want you, I want you to send me a message on Twitter. <laughs> I just need to know that you exist. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. She, apparently she wants in on Diamond Mine now. And I mean, I was like, no, you lost us the match. If you want it in, you have to come in the hard way. Yeah. Cool. I mean, she did lose her the match. And then cool. I mean, I like choked her out. Last week, it was kind of neat. I like Abby Nile a lot. She's great. Yeah. Tatum Paxley. Tatum Quaxley. Tatum Quaxley. Now, Quaxley That's how you get me to care about this. I was going to say, right? Now that is the name <laughs> I can get behind. Hell yeah. Um, We then had Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade versus Yelisa Leon and Valentina Feroz. We. Uh, that was a big old dive, wasn't it? God damn. The only thing I remember from this match. Their offense to the outside looked amazing. It was really good. Um, Dangerous as hell, because they got the really narrow walkway now in NXT 2.0, but cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you picked up on this when you watched Tempest. There was someone screaming in the crowd during this match. I try and not pay attention to things like that because it oh, will drive me nuts. It did my head in when I was watching. I was like, stop screaming. It was just one person who was just like, as soon as like attack happened to whoever, they were just like, yeah, like proper like high pitch screaming. I was like, just take it down. Just... Yeah. Just, you know, just, hmm. Oh. Listen, I don't. I don't like trying to attack wrestling fans. Mm. By, for for no, I do. Go, go, go. Enjoy your shows and all that. That being no. said, I will wish violence upon you if you are this person at a wrestling show, mm. because you ruin the experience for everyone around you, and also like ruin the po- the 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 show for posterity, like forever. Mm. Right. Key example. You, do you remember like the Edge Eddie Guerrero match on SmackDown? They have a new a no DQ match where Eddie gets like DDT'd off a ladder. It's it's one of the best SmackDown ma- matches ever. It's like a legendary sure. match. I'll take your word for it. 
It's like a legendary, like four and a half star no DQ match on SmackDown. One of the best matches ever. Um, there is a woman through the entire match just screaming, just high pitched, mm-hmm. like not yeah, just a, a whale, just mm-hmm. screaming. Yeah, that, that was like this one. It's real bad. Oh, I love that match. Yeah, she ruins that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruins it. I have to watch that match like on mute if I want to watch it now. That and beach balls. Don't do it. Yeah. Dumb wrestling fans. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, they, Leon and Feroz look really good in this match. Like, way better than they've looked before. Bust out some really good offense. I quite liked Raquel Gonzalez and, and Cora Jade's chemistry. I thought they looked good uh, as, like, a, a babyface tag team. Had some good fire. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. They won. Gonzalez and Jade, as they should. Yep. Nice. I still think it's funny that they went and did, like, endurance training. And I think the mm-hmm. longest match of this tournament has gone five minutes and 20 seconds. Worth it. Yep. <laughs> Real good. Uh, we then had Saray and Tiffany Stratton getting into a thing. Tiffany Stratton didn't like her necklace or whatever. Sure. Cool. Tony D'Angelo cut a promo saying he's coming for the big fish. And they're going to be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah, going to be sleeping cool. with the fishes. Forget about it, Kurt. Yep. Then had Andre Chase versus Von Wagner. Andre Chase. In the best. <laughs> Andre Chase came up with Bodie Haywood, right? I still can't believe that's a name. Bodie Haywood. Uh, and Andre's a bit of an idiot in this match because Bodie Haywood gets punched by Von Wagner. And Andre Chase is like, oh my God, are you okay? I can't, I can't, Bodie Haywood, are you okay? I, I need, I just need to like take care of you around. Bodie Haywood's like, dude, get in the match, you idiot. Get back in the ring, what are you doing? Andre Chase is like, I just need to check. Are you... I need to check if you're okay. Are you okay? You got punched. I know that's, gonna, that's really, really difficult for you right now. I just need to check you're okay. And he got back in the ring. He got beaten up by Von Wagner because, of course, he did. Idiot. Can't believe this know, like, wrestler got punched in the face. Like, I know, like, Babyface is supposed to show empathy in that, right? Yeah. But you're also not supposed to be an idiot. Yeah. You're being an idiot. He only got punched. It's not like he died, yeah. right? You, it's fine. You see him get punched. You throw Von Wagner back in the ring and you go, you okay? And he goes, yes. And then you get back in the ring. You get back you know, in the ring. You don't like cup his face in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, my student, my prodigy. <laughs> you can't leave me. I need you. <laughs> yeah. As I because yeah. I, again, I keep wanting to say, like, as I said in my edited review, as I mm. realized the edited review hasn't come out yet. Not yet. Um, I say in there that this is the new NXT 2.0 rivalry that I care the least about. Boy, is it. Boy, is it. Like, uh, the quality of NXT 2.0 is entirely dependent on, like, which wrestlers are in matches. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like, if if Boa's in it, probably not having a great week. You know? Von Wagner's wrestling, probably not having a great week. But if you have matches with like Carmelo Hayes and, and Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne and like, you know, a, a good long show with like Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai and whatever, that show's probably going to be pretty all right. But then hmm. you get matches like this that I could not care less about. Real bad. Also, Robert Stone was there. Um, We then got a, a Nikita Lyons video promo and they were like, wow. Social media was a buzz after Nikita Lyons' debut. Sure was. I haven't seen it yet because I didn't watch last week's show. Was it good? 
the debut. Okay, cool. Yeah. There really wasn't a whole lot like to to talk about. It was a debut squash match, and she won by hitting the splits. Mm. Cool. Whether that appeals to you or not, I like. It's it's a it's a sports entertainment finisher. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cool. Then we got the main event. Hell uh, yeah! Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes versus Pete Dunne for the North American title. Good things. I love Carmelo Hayes. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. He's great. It's like it's always weird. It's always weird because I don't know. I don't know if other people do this, but typically when I'm thinking of like my list of like my favorite wrestlers and everything, like you know, if I'm just like, oh, who's like who's really up there right now? Like who am I really feeling? Like the Hangman Page, Adam Cole, Ryan Danielson, things like that. If people go to WWE, I usually just like flick kick them off the list a little bit, you know, like unless. For a long time, it was like AJ Styles was the only person who was remotely close. And Walter, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, I watch Walter matches like twice a year on NXT UK takeovers at the time. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. But for the sake of like now, I'm watching all these shows. I'm watching WWE a lot more regularly because of these, uh, these here podcasts. And I'm watching Carmelo Hayes and I'm like, I think Carmelo Hayes is like, right up there with my my favorites like he's really good he's got a good presentation about him he can cut good promos he can wrestle really well he's got like a unique move set i just really like carmelo hayes and especially considering we seem to have had like a run of like five or six really bad north american champions in a row not the champions themselves were bad because obviously Swerve and Johnny Gargano were great, but like no one won a match on TV like all year last year. Mm-hmm. I think a North American champion won matches on TV like twice. Yeah. So to see Carmelo Hayes just like go out there and win matches and be a dominant champion and like you can kind of make the the argument that this title is the A title given the amount of good title defenses he's having now, like. It's not because it's not the NXT championship, but in the same way that like the Bret Hart Intercontinental Championship was the cool championship when Hulk Hogan is still champion. Carmelo Hayes is doing pretty well as North American mm-hmm. champion, I must say. Like he's a really, really good mid-card, upper mid-card champion. I really like that. He should be NXT champion. Have him lose the belt, have him beat Braun Breaker. Boom, there you go. I was going to say, like, this actually feels like something that's helping elevate Carmelo Hayes that much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that he's really taking and making into a legit, like, top title. It's not the NXT title, but it doesn't feel that much lower. Yeah. You know? which, which is great. That's exactly what it should be, really, for me. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that stepping stone before you reach that kind of main event level. Unless you're Braun Breaker, in which case you can just go straight to the main event level. Supposedly. I'm trying to think of who should beat Carmelo Hayes for this title. Hmm. It depends if he's still going to be there. Because, I mean, call them up for God's sake. It's been too long. Have, like, Santos Escobar win the North American title. And free up Carmelo Hayes to be NXT champion. You could dig that. Yeah, I, I think that's fun. Because Car- Carmelo Hayes has the benefit of seemingly only working with great workers. Mm-hmm. Roddy Strong, Car- uh, Cameron Grimes, and now Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. 
Santos Escobar would fit nicely into all that. Of course, they're doing a ladder match, as we later found out at the the big show. So maybe someone will beat him for it there. I don't know who. We didn't find out who's going to be in that match. But, hey, man, there's there's options. Well, they said it was weirdly paced, but sure. Uh, After they won, they did a little promo on the ramp. And Carmelo Hayes said at TakeOver, uh, not TakeOver, sorry, at NXT Stand and Deliver, uh, they're going to do just like the North, how the North American title was founded in its first match, we're going to do a ladder match. Which, to me, would indicate that they're going to have a multi-person ladder match. Yeah. Rather than, I, I would guess, assume like five match. or six people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so you could have a lot of people going into that match, and you could totally have someone dethrone Carmelo in that one. I think that would be a good way to do it. Can protect Carmelo in defeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it allows him to then move up, potentially to, you know, after Bron Breaker probably retains at Stand and Deliver, you can have Carmelo immediately move up and be like, I want in Me. for the next one yeah. after that. Which I think will work really nicely. Um, so yeah, that was the show. Mm-hmm. That was all right. It was fine. Not the show. It, ju- you know? it was just uninteresting, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, the main event was fun. There were some good matches, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm looking at, oh, I'm looking at the lineup for this show. And the opening match is fun. Like, it's fun. You get the Walter Solo Sokoa match in the middle to kind of tide you over, and then the main event is fun. And there's, like, five matches in the middle there that are, like, five minutes or less. Don't really matter. There's some tournament matches, but, like, they were just, like, they were okay. They weren't too Mm -hmm. bad, but, yeah, nothing spectacular. It's tough when you only have, like, when you have eight matches on a two-hour show and six of them go five minutes or less. Yeah, that's a little bit. That's a little bit rough, you know. Yeah, you don't usually see eight, eight matches on a TV show. A lot, seems, isn't it? That seems excessive. I don't yeah. know if that's just me looking at the the lineup for the first time after a show because I don't don't normally do that. But I'm just like, well, that feels like a lot. Mm. I don't know if it was, but I don't know. I gave it like a three out of five show. I think it was fine. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't it was offensive. No, there's nothing overtly bad. On this one, no. I think it was all right. No. The last legend match wasn't very good. It wasn't great, but you know there was there's some good stuff on it as well. But the thing is, they got the two bits that you need to get right the most: the open and the close, and it was good. You know, yeah. So that's yeah. That's a- I agree, and I mean, like with NXT 2.0, the things that offend me on this show are the, are like when MSK goes to a bus stop for five weeks in a row, mm. and we yeah. don't. I feel like we've kind of gotten away from that. A little bit, or at least mm-hmm. they've gotten more palatable. Like the only yeah. vignette type things that we've gotten recently were like the Raquel and Cora training montage, and both of those I thought were like cute. That's fine, know? yeah, totally. Yeah, but it it's it's like it's Johnny and Carmelo and everyone going to Dexter Loomis's haunted house. It's it's the bus stop. It's the Grizzle Junk veterans trying to pickpocket people. Where I'm just like, this is just terrible sketch comedy. It's I don't know what's less funny. SNL now or NXT 2.0, but they're like battling to see who can come up with mm. worse sketch comedy. That's good. Don't forget yeah. Ikman Jiro taking a sh- That happened. I did forget about that, Pete. You're welcome. You reminded me. Yep. Also, uh, in answer to the, uh, are we going to do live reactions to Sand and Liver? Probably not, because we all, it's on the same day as WrestleMania. So yeah. we're already stretched thin because we're going to have a bunch of people on the WrestleMania live reactions and stuff like that. So probably not. 
Would've we'll see, good, but probably good place not. To, to end things. It would have been. Last year. Also, I don't want to. So, yeah. listen, I don't want to watch a show that starts at like 11 a.m. Yeah. It's, don't do a matinee or like an early morning NXT show. It's not what the purpose of two night WrestleManias was. <laughs> the pur- the um, purpose was not to make space for more wrestling. I know, right? <laughs>
Come now, that's poppycock. That is. Um, yeah, I get to review AEW Dynamite tomorrow because Luke is off. So I'm going to be reviewing that with Ollie. So I get to review the go-home show, and you get to review the pay-per-view itself. Nice. Good stuff. Things are looking up. Yeah. Tenros again says, uh, in other news, Tempest, have you seen the new massive LED screen in the Tokyo Dome? I think a big upgrade is coming A big upgrade is coming for the Dome, and the surrounds also congrats to Denise on her role at Supercard of Honor. Can't wait to catch up on New Japan this weekend. Hashtag LIW. Yes, massive congrats to Denise. She's yes. awesome. We love Denise. I haven't we seen do. giant LED screens in the Tokyo Dome. I haven't looked at a lot of New Japan stuff in a while, but once I do, I'll 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 get back around to it. I'm sure it looks good. You know, I'm sure it look good. Eternal Blue, who's been a member for nine months, says Memberg baby, Memberg baby. Its name is Losin Tangibles. Haha. Good video on PFK Tempest. You're just so talented and smart. Pete, good to see you. Thank you. Yes, for anybody who hasn't watched it, go over to Parts of Unknown and check out my latest list, the 10 worst Cody Rhodes moments in AEW. Of course, I'm the one who likes Cody Rhodes, and I'm mm -hmm. the one that had to do the list of, like, this is all the times he was terrible and yep. cured racism and all that. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, the bad one, Jam Beard, said, LIW leaving the NXT show now. Make them be the new team to review Raw. No. 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 Well, let's be fair. Raw is currently better than SmackDown from the looks of it. So, you know. Yeah, it was weird. I reviewed Raw this week, and I was like, that was indeed better than SmackDown. Mm, right? It's weird, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Maybe it was just... See? Nah, I don't want to get into it. I said the whole thing on the podcast. Mm -hmm. The WWE shows are better in a vacuum. Because yep. you go in and you watch the one show, you're not... You're not seeing like the week before where you do the same match and then the week after where they do the same match the fourth or fifth mm -hmm. time. You're just seeing it the one time. It's like if people watch SmackDown with us, they'd be like, oh, that New Day Los Lotharios match was like really good. And I'd be like, yeah, thanks. I've seen it four times. <laughs> you don't have to watch this every week. Yeah. Uh, right, DR said, I work from 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. EST, so the reviews fit in perfectly for me. I will miss you gents talking about Brom Breaker, the Magical Warrior, and Sanger of the Thunder. Uh, see you Saturdays. By the way, my first wrestling match was behind a biker bar. LIW for life. Cur. Like that one. Hell yeah. I don't know where Brom Breaker is. Brom Breaker, the Magical Warrior. Brom Breaker, the Magical Warrior. Get him. He's, get him. he's somewhere. He's somewhere. He's no, on my while desk. You're finding that, Denisha Lane said, Hey, Pete. Uh, well, guys, we'll make AEW Championship belt. It looks sweet on you as double champ. LA Knight is cool wrestler. What think of last standing match against Grayson Waller next week? But hope you great day today. Stay pumped for life. Tempest, stay positive too. Thank you. I hope the last yes. standing match is fun. Those matches are kind of hit and miss. Yeah, they are. Hopefully bells and whistles. Hopefully I'll make it good. I just feel that Sanger's going to get involved and it'll be like, uh... You know? That won't necessarily. I mean, it's Sanga, so that's not a great. That's spread. what I mean. Yeah, because otherwise, you kind of need more people to like keep up action as referees count and people sell yeah. and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, JS Wooten says, uh, "All things end, but I want to thank you two for making Wednesday morning a lot more fun, especially getting any sort of fun discussion out of this ridiculous damn show." Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Tempest. Long may Liw reign for life. Thank you very much, Jess. We Thank you. Appreciate it.
no, we yeah. did the announcement earlier, Tempest. This is the last LIW uh, the NXT show. Oh no. Well, yeah, well. It's your fault. <laughs> this is my fault. Yeah. <laughs> You're abandoning we still me. Got I still Saturdays. have to watch the show. I still have to watch the show. I know. You're just I like, oh, we'd, rather, we'd really rather not watch NXT anymore. Guess who still has to watch NXT every week? Mm. Yeah, man. This guy. Sorry about that. The wrestling show. Well, that, that's deal. the thing, man. If you'd have just done really bad reviews of NXT, then you wouldn't have this issue because they wouldn't want the, the reviews of NXT anymore. It's because you're so good at your job. It's because mm. you're so good at doing reviews that they're like, well, we got to keep it, you know? Who are you, my girlfriend? <laughs> I hear this enough. No, I appreciate you both. Yeah. Well, it will be fine. It means that I don't have to watch NXT anymore, and that makes me really happy. I'll be honest. Lucky you. Mm. Lucky you. I Pete, know. which is the best new starter Pokemon? Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So the thing is, I feel I feel like there isn't there isn't a bad answer because I think all three of them are pretty great. Right. They've grown on me a lot mm -hmm. over Same. like three days or two yeah. days or however long it's been. Yeah, uh, I agree. They they they've all grown on me a lot. However, there's what there was one standout that I saw immediately. I was like, "That's my new favorite Pokemon ever," and it's Quaxley because he has it's a Quaxley. hat. It's Quaxley. He has a hat. Tempest. His hat demands respect. Hell yeah, he's the best. I love him. Hell I haven't yeah. actually seen the. Like the actual like trailer or any of the announcements or anything, I've just seen pictures of the Pokemon, which I should really go more. I mean, that's all you get to see of the Pokemon. I think they show yeah. some like footage of the world, which mm -hmm. is kind of neat, and they say yeah. it's open world. So I don't know if that means open world like Sword and Shield or open world like Arceus and actually good, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I don't know, but you, I mean, you don't get to see like the starter Pokemon moving around. They're like on a blackboard right. or something like that. Uh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, like I saw them the first, I feel like every time I see a new trio of starter Pokemon, my, I always go, Ugh. and then immediately <laughs> after it's go, okay, no, they're not that bad. I don't know what I'm expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm expecting them to look like Bar Bulbasaur, Squirtle and Charmander. Like every time, <laughs> just be like monocolored. Mm -hmm. And just be just a little little animal creature, you know. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes they get more more complicated than that. That being yeah. said, we've we've had some rough rough batches in recent years. We have. I think this is this at least for now until I see what Sprigatito turns into mm -hmm. an anthropomorphic bipedal cat. Don't do it. Don't make it bipedal. <laughs> make it quadrupedal. You know you want to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I think they all look pretty good. Even though, I they swear do. to God, I think Foycoco looks like he should be like a Mario character. He looks like something oh that God. Yoshi would jump on. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. He looks like something from Yoshi's Island. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's a, that's a great analogy. God damn. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't really like Foycoco at first. I was like, mm. I'm so on board with Quaxley. And I'm like, it was good. Yeah, this is nice. And then I was like, Foycoco, yeah, you know. And then in the mm. end, like last couple of days, I'm like, he's adorable. Yeah. I would, I, I'd die for this man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I would die for this, Coco. Yeah. Um, what's the he's best starter Pokemon, Pete? Of all time? It's the best one. We've had this discussion before. 
We probably have. My, yeah. I think this podcast has drastically affected my memory. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, my, it changes all the time, man. Like, I kind of want to say Chimchar. I kind of want to say. That's right. You said Chimchar last time. Yeah, I can Like, I kind of want to say Chimchar. I kind of want to say, um, friggin', what's his name? Like Cyndaquil. I've I've got a thing for Fire Boys. That's my thing. I like uh, Fire Boys. Yeah, they're cool. Um, yeah. I, get, I, th I the thing is, I don't really like Charmander as much as Bulbasaur and Squirtle, but I think I like Charizard a lot. Mm. I was like Venusaur and Blastoise. I don't know, yeah. man. The first generation really did get the start of Pokemon right. Yeah, you know? I think that's genuinely that is. Probably one of the reasons why Pokemon is so successful because they had the first starters were good. Like yeah. if people well, I mean, came up and they were like, ah, I don't like these ones. You know? Yeah, imagine if you started the game up and you had like the Gen 5 starters. Oh don't. Well, like the first four generations of Pokemon all had pretty decent starters. Yeah, man. You know? That like I think of the first four generations, I I mean, I think my least favorite's like Chikorita. Yep. But even still, yeah. I like the design of Chikorita. It's just, yeah. that's the Pokemon that's designed to make the game hard. That's, yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're not supposed to have a good time playing as Chikorita or Meganium or whatever. But regardless, yeah. I like Totodile. Totodile hmm. is my little, my little, boy. my little gator boy. I like yeah. Totodile the best. And it's weird because, like, I know that if I was a Pokemon trainer, my type would be water. But mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm not especially drawn to the water type starters. You know, I like there's other, them. There's other really good water types, though. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like people because people are doing their little charts of like which mm -hmm. starter from each generation is yours, and you're doing your sure. little connect the dots chart here. And there's a lot of people who are just like all the grass types, mm -hmm. straight line, all the way across. I swear, I'm just like. Well, this one's fire, then this one's water, then this one's grass, and this one's fire, then this one's water. And it's, literally, it's, it changes every single one. I don't know if there's mm -hmm. two in a row, back-to-back, -back, that I would choose the same type for. Well, let's find out. For, for me, then, I'd go. I'm going to have to do this rapid fire and not think it's just going to. All right, so I'm going to go. Bulbasaur, Cyndaquil. Tone it out. I'm doing mine. Keep going. Yeah. Bulbasaur, what did I say? Bulbasaur, Cyndaquil, uh, uh, probably Trico. I like Trico. Him. He's cool. Um, mm. Chimchar, obviously. Chimchar. Mm -hmm. Uh, probably Snivy, I think. Mm. Probably I got Oshawott, but I don't like yeah. any of them. Like Oshawott's good, but I really don't like Samurai. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't, well, know. I don't like Superior, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Gen 6 is tough, man. No, it's I don't not. know whether I do. I know everyone is going to choose Froakie, okay? I know that. I like Froakie. I like Froakie. That's Chesnut. the only time. Yeah, you're a weirdo. I don't like Chestnut. It's the only you know It's the only like... generation where I go back to back with water types. It's five and six. And apparently, I'm going back to back with grass because I'm going Chespin. Wild. I know. Uh, seven. <sighs> Rowlet. Probably Rowlet, yeah, I think so. Aren't you grass boy. Yeah, apparently. I thought I liked the fire ones. What's going on? I'm having some sort of revelation here. Uh, 
I legitimately can't remember the starters for Gen Eight. Grookey? For Grookey. Eight? Oh, that's another. That's another grass. Yeah. I'm a grass boy. I like Grookey. I like Grookey. Like not even as a, the only good one amongst a bad batch of starter Pokemon. Mm. I like Grookey a lot. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, but I'm probably gonna go Quaxley. Quaxley. Gen Nine because because Quaxley. Have you seen his hat? Yeah. Um. Anyway, Tempest, this has been a, a riveting chat, but that is going to do it for this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. The last ever each other. LIW NXT podcast, and we just end Peace up y'all. talking about, uh, you know, Pokemon for a bit. We're still going to be doing this, the SmackDown Rampage podcast, fear not, but for NXT, peace out. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys, and we'll see you in another episode soon. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.